0: This is John Gescheidmeyer of Wisconsin Real Estate Today, your real estate expert. This podcast is designed to equipping people with the teaching and tools they need to succeed in real estate. I hope you enjoy this episode and subscribe for more real estate content. this episode with my guest, Tom Gomond from G2 Insurance. Welcome, Tom.
1: Hey, John. Thanks for having me.
0: So today we're going to talk about something that I think a lot of more potential home buyers don't necessarily think about. Um, And I can tell you, it's one of the the least talked about things (laughs) in the real estate transaction. But if you think about it, it's one of the most important. Absolutely. So, Tom, tell us a little bit about you and your company. It's a family owned company. You're in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Uh, tell us a little bit about the company itself, about you, and and then we'll get into uh, some of the things we want to talk about today.
1: Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm Tom Gomond. I own G2 Insurance Services. Uh, we're family owned uh, based in Brookfield. Uh, my dad and I started our agency back in 2004. Uh, my dad had been in the business for like 40 years, uh, but then, uh, you know, wanted to, we were downtown, part of a big agency, wanted to. Kind of get back to um, you know really helping people and and uh, kind of like your name putting service first uh, for for everyone. So, we uh, we moved out to Brookfield, which is uh, pretty much where I grew up, and uh, we've been here ever since. My dad then retired in 2013, and uh, yeah, we are a uh, you know full service independent insurance agency. So, we help people with their home, their auto, their life, uh, their all their you know specialized toys and boats and that kind of stuff. Uh, but then we also do a, a fair amount of small and medium sized businesses. Uh, so, you know, for us, it's about building that relationship with the client and helping educate them so that they're getting uh, the best value when they're buying their insurance and not just, uh, you know, looking at the bottom line.
0: So there's a lot of things that we're going to talk about, including some of the common mistakes that people make yeah. when selecting or purchasing or even pricing home uh, home insurance. And that goes with auto as well. Right. right? But we're, we'll talk about real estate more specifically We're going to talk uh, uh, about how not all agents, just like realtors, are not created equally. They're not experienced equally. A little bit about the application process, how independent agents versus what I like to call one company agents.
1: Yep. We call those Uh, captives. Yeah.
0: Okay. So captives. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll get a definition on that. Um, And then we'll get into some of the coverage things that tend to creep into the equation over the time that a person buys a house. Like... Water in the basement, and I've got a story I'll tell with uh, one of my rentals, which I sold. Uh, but back in 2010, we had a little bit of a flood issue. <laughs> yeah. So let's start, Tom. Um, um, and what? Okay. Full disclosure: You're my insurance agent, um, also for my business. And what I love about um, dealing with independent agents is that you have a wide variety. It's not just one company. So maybe start with that. You mentioned the word captives.
1: Yeah, so there are really uh, three different ways you can pretty much buy insurance. You can come to an independent agent, uh, which I'm obviously biased for, but I also think it has some significant advantages because we then go, a lot of people call us a broker, although we're not technically a broker because you don't pay for our services. Uh, So we're an independent agent uh, by definition, and we go out to, oh, you know, a dozen different companies that we work with. And uh, we take those companies and we try to match them up as best as we can for you, the consumer, uh, to make sure you're getting the, the best value for your dollar, um, and really understanding what the you know what you need and what the company needs, and make sure those two are a good fit. Captive agents; those are the agents for companies like American Family or State Farm or uh, Allstate. Uh, a lot of those companies or those agencies, the only way that uh, the only, the only company that they can sell uh, business for is the company that they represent. So if they're a State Farm agent, they represent State Farm. That's pretty much it. Um, and so the you know, disadvantage, if they can't fit you into one of their programs, well, that's it. They don't have any other options. Um, uh, but some of those companies are also some of the biggest companies out there, and they do some of the most advertising. So they're, they're the ones that a lot of people know about, right? And then the third way, um, which is you know, probably the biggest name out there is GEICO, right, is a direct writer. You go right to them. You don't have a local agent. You don't. You can call an 800 number. Whoever you get at the end of the line uh, is who you're going to deal with. And, yeah, so those are really the three different ways uh, that you can buy insurance. And, you know, in my experience, uh, you know, as an independent agent, um, you know, we see a lot of independent agents that kind of have to set themselves apart, maybe do a little bit more education, really help their, uh, their customers understand what's going on um, versus a lot of the... Bigger and, uh, you know, uh, more nationally well-known companies, they do a lot more advertising and they're driving a lot more about, hey, we can save you money and we can, uh, you know, we're the cheapest price, we'll save you $400, all that kind of stuff uh, to move to them, so.
0: My, I love local service. Yeah. Um, I like buying local when I can, but that's not saying I don't shop at Home Depot. Right. Um, <laughs> I think there's a good, you know, mix. Um, whether it's larger big box type stores, those are the big box options. Um, um, as it relates to insurance. To me, when I make a referral to an insurance agent, like I do with our clients to you, it's the personalization, because just like homes, and I make this statement all the time as it relates to real estate, no home is created equal, no home, I mean, you could have five homes built right next to each other the exact same way five years ago, and five years later, they're vastly different. Right. Yeah. The, 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 the home itself has been, you know, the conditions are different, they've made improvements, things are breaking, you know, whatever <laughs> it may be. Yeah. Um, so we took some notes uh, before we we started recording this, and let's go into the common mistakes that people make. Um, we wrote down three things, and you can address these however you want to, but yeah. the common mistakes when a homeowner comes to you, especially a new homeowner, Obviously, if you're a young couple, uh, you know, those dollars matter, right? Right. Yeah. And you put, you're putting a lot of money down and a down payment potentially. You've got all these other expenses and costs, d- blinds, uh, drapery, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, d- just furniture. I mean, it, it's all the stuff that people don't take into account, all those ancillaries. Insurance is not the big flashy thing. (laughs) No, nobody gets (laughs) excited about it. They're like, oh my God, I can't wait to spend 150 more on insurance. (laughs) For something I hope to never use. Because I could use dishes (laughs) in my kitchen, right? Yeah. So I wrote down flood insurance, underinsuring your home, and only focusing on price. Off air, we made a a comparison and a statement that it's really tough to compare apples to apples.
1: Right. Yeah. And and yeah, that, you know, I, I really dislike it when... Uh, Agents or people out there are using apples to apples as a term because ultimately every insurance company is very different Uh, What they're going to offer most of them probably start with um, a standard in our industry We have an ISO uh, standard that says here's a form that we should use to provide the coverage for a home or an auto uh, Or a boat or whatever it might be Um, But you know once you get past that standard and you go to a specific company each company is going to try and make it their own and by doing that they're you know they're really looking for uh you know advantages and and just better ways to you know to do things so a great example of that would be you know like west bend mutual great company local company based here in wisconsin they only write throughout the midwest uh, so they're a regional company what we would call a regional company and they have a bit of an advantage when they're uh they're going through and competing against some of the big nationals so their policy they only write a home and auto together right they won't write just a home or an auto generally speaking But because they do that, it's one bill, it's one policy. If you have a claim that involves your home and your auto, you only pay one deductible. So those little things, um, well, maybe aren't necessarily a reason that you definitely want to buy a policy, but when you're comparing that to a company that has, you know, policy every six months and a policy for your home, your auto, your umbrella, your boat, you got three or four different things that they're mailing you, you know, that can be a a big difference of saying, hey, wait a second, what are the extra value features uh, that I'm getting? Uh, and those are just some, you know, um, you know, kind of off the top of my head. I mean, you get really in depth with companies, and you start looking at what their coverage is that they start providing. Yeah, it could be mean the difference of having your home completely rebuilt and not having enough money to, you know, to rebuild the home at all.
0: So, so when you when a, let's let's just focus on new home buyers for a second. When sure. a new home buyer comes to you, yeah, because I think you're when you have a referral from somebody, I'm guessing, that more than likely it's going to be a new homeowner because in most cases people probably already like their insurance agent if they're selling their home buying a new one they, they right. are, are probably more than likely sticking with that agent you would guess
1: yeah a lot of times there. yeah i'd <clears> say <throat> probably a third to a half of our clients that are coming in are new home buyers um because they are uh, maybe it's, that's the opportunity that they're looking at saying hey this is a good time to look at our insurance um and, and then yeah sometimes there's something uh that goes wrong with their old policy uh, because yeah like i said most people buy this and hope to never use it. So ultimately, until something goes wrong, a lot of people are just willing to, you know, set it and forget it type thing. Um, but yeah, when we start working with a new home buyer, one of those first questions you mentioned, you know, mistakes is people underinsuring their home. So we have a lot of questions, a lot of conversations with people, and they say, hey, I'm buying a home. It's a $200,000 home. It's located in, you know, Wauwatosa, wherever it might be. And they say, okay, that's the amount I insure the home for, right? Well, that's not necessarily the case. Insurance companies care about what it costs to rebuild your home, to put your home back to where it was prior to the loss. They don't necessarily care what the market value is or what the assessed value is or what the appraised value is because ultimately they want to know that they can put you back into the same home. Now, what we do as an agency is we go through and we probably ask a lot more questions than the average agent so that we can go and do a replacement cost calculation. And really figure out, okay, this is what we need to insure the home for. Because then when you do actually need to use the policy, you're going to have you know, plenty of coverage. Now, we do have some safeguards built in there because I'm not a home builder. I'm not an expert necessarily. So some of our companies, like Erie or West Bend or Acuity, some of those you know, good regional companies, will go through and say, hey, not only are we going to give you the replacement cost of your home, but we're going to guarantee the replacement cost because the agent did their work. Uh, They asked all the questions. The inspector went out and actually looked at the home after it was bought to make sure it was, you know, all the details were correct. Um, And so as a result, they say, hey, we will guarantee the replacement of that home. There's no cap. There's no limitation. Uh, We're just going to keep building until your home is back to where it was. Uh, A lot of companies will either say, no, we will give you the replacement cost, but whatever amount you pick is, that's it. Or maybe, you know, at best, they give you a 20 or 25 percent cushion. Uh, on that amount, so your two hundred thousand home becomes a maybe a two hundred and forty thousand dollars replacement cost. So, uh, but yeah, it's not it's not the market value. It's not the assessed value. It's what does it cost to put you back in into that home.
0: So. so, let's hold off on flood and water okay. um, mm-hmm. for a little bit. I I want to ask you though, and I just thought of this. In my world, uh, in the real estate world. When I show, let's say, an older home in Milwaukee or Waukesha, Racine, you know, some, some of the older communities, yeah. you might see homes that were built in the 20s and 30s. I know, and I can say unequivocally, that an insurance company will not find coverage on your new home, new to them, right, not, not brand new home, Right. when there's 60-amp service. Oh, yeah. Uh, what are some other things? Uh, we always get questions as real estate agents, listing agents from the buyer side, Buyer's agent will call and say, John, uh, you're the listing agent. Can you check with the sellers? We'd like to know the age of the roof. Sure. Yeah. So what are some of the, th- the ways that, I, I guess, companies are, are restricting?
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, the pitfalls. Yeah, the, you know, so the underwriters. So when we as an agent go and decide to, you know, uh, get a quote from a company, um, while we can do the quoting and everything up front, we have to go to an underwriter uh, and follow a set of underwriting guidelines to get it approved. Um, you mentioned two of the big ones. You know, there are... If it's 60 amp service and there are fuses in a house, uh, I do not know any insurance companies that will do any coverage on a home with fuses anymore. Um, that's That's been that way for the last 20 years since I've been in the business. Um, roofs are becoming a bigger and bigger issue because uh, you know hail damage to roofs uh, is causing, hail and wind damage, I should say, is costing a lot of money for insurance companies. So a lot of times they will say, look, if a roof is over 20 years old, um we may not insure it at all or we may simply restrict the coverage rather than giving you a replacement cost and putting a new roof on there we're going to give you a depreciated amount and we're going to pay 50 cents on the dollar to replace the uh the roof so ultimately you know uh, or actually the third part would be some companies go through and say um we're going to have a really high deductible on that roof and it might be you know a couple thousand dollars which you know, some people say, I can't afford that if my roof gets blown off or something happens. Well, it's better
0: than 50% on it.
1: <laughs> well, that, that's true. <clears> yeah, eye. exactly. So
0: my house, uh, previously, we lived in Sussex, and this was years ago, maybe 10 years ago, I'm guessing. But I got uh, one of those fly-by-night uh, guys from Florida. Ooh, yeah. You know, with the <laughs> uh, laminated the uh, paper yeah. binder and knocked on the door. I was outside, actually, and you walked up the driveway and... Uh, kind of almost literally a sleeveless shirt and shorts. Uh, he said, hey, um, do you mind if I check your roof? Yeah. And of course, I asked him. some you know, I was in law enforcement at the time, right? Back then, I just said, who are you and what the heck do you want? He said, well, you know, there's hail damage in the neighborhood. Right. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, there was. So my, my roof was damaged by hail. I did have West Bend at the time. I will give them credit. It was a great process. But I ended up uh, I of course I didn't hire this guy in there?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the floor yeah, the <laughs> chaser guy. They're yeah,
0: exactly. Florida fly by night company. Yeah. But I did hire somebody local and um when I dealt with the insurance agent he or the insurance adjuster, he said, John, I don't care. who you hire? Can we give you some good reputable companies that we know? Right. But 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 that's that doesn't happen anymore from what I'm hearing. You don't just get a brand new roof.
1: It, yeah, they're so they're essentially going through in a lot of companies. You can still get it. I mean, if your roof, you I know, would like it. Right, yeah, I'm well, hoping maybe hail tomorrow. Right, so
0: if, <laughs> if if I can get a new roof, a Tom, you're roof my up. agent. You, you got to tell me on a, on this being recorded.
1: I, I can't bind coverage on a recording. Sorry. Oh, that's
0: right.
1: <laughs> you say that in your voicemail too. It, I do. <laughs> so, but yeah, if, so if your if your roof is only four or five years old, then yeah, they're going to go through and say, okay, we owe you a new roof. Um, but if the roof is 15 or 20 years old, yeah, that makes sense. the company might say, look, it's outside, it's, it's worn down because of the weather, and we're going to give you a cash value equivalent because we can't buy you a 15-year-old roof, so we're going to give you the cash equivalent to, to help pay for it. Um, but some companies still say, no, we don't, we're don't. we not even going to do that. We'll still pay for a brand-new roof if you have damage and it's 20 years old. Um, so it just it really depends on the company, but as a starting point, any new home that is, a, that is a major question that every company wants to know. Um, the last couple real quick, you know, the age of mechanicals, uh, specifically furnace. You know, if you've got a, um, a gas furnace in there, natural gas furnace, and it's 20 years old, that might be a sticking point. Some of the companies are going to ask, okay, has it been serviced? Has it been updated? Has it been, you know, inspected? Um, boilers, uh, you know, we still have some old boilers in some of those old houses, uh, and those can be uh, a little bit tricky too, depending on the age. Um, and then a new one fairly recently with some of the bigger national companies is they will say galvanized piping. They simply do not want homes with galvanized piping, which our joke with them is so you don't want to write any home, you know, in Milwaukee County, because how many homes have galvanized piping from, you know, the 1940s, 50s? So uh, a lot. those mechanicals are always a big issue. Uh, some of the other things, you know, if you have a swimming pool, there's a lot of extra questions. Is it in ground, out above ground? Is it fenced? Is it not? Do you have diving boards still? Do you have a slide? Okay, some of those things might throw it out. Um, what,
0: what does it generally cost to insure a pool every year? Let's say an in-ground pool. Um, it, Not it, that it, I have any particular reason for asking this.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is weird. Um, it doesn't Just actually add only anything. inquisitive for maybe my <laughs> wife. It doesn't actually add anything to your overall cost. So they simply say, "Hey, you've got a pool. Okay, great. Then it's it's part of your homeowners. It's part of your liability. It's part of your property, technically speaking." Uh, so it's, it's generally speaking just built into the policy. Uh, it's really more for underwriting that they want to know. If you put an in-ground pool in, well, then it better have a fence around it. And most communities are going to require that, right? We want to make sure you don't have a diving board going into a six-foot deep pool, right, because somebody's going to get seriously injured. Um, so those sort of things are, are really more of an underwriting. Um are, are like dogs. A lot of dogs, companies, depending on the company, some like, you know, are okay with dogs. Some are not. Depends on the situation.
0: Breed restrictions. Um,
1: up yep, generally speaking, you're looking at the pit bulls and the Rottweilers and that kind of stuff that some companies are just still saying, hey, we don't like doing it. Um, and then the last thing that I'll mention is, you know, you talk about a home that's like built in like 1922. Some companies will look at that and say, look, we don't want to give you a full guaranteed replacement unless we know it has been kept in, you know, very good condition and updated. You know, they'll do what's called a functional. And if something does happen, they'll say, look. We don't want to put um, we don't want to put uh, plaster back up. We want to put drywall back up. Are you okay with that? And some clients are. Some clients say, "Yeah, absolutely. Let's do the functional replacement and get my house up to you know twenty twenty rather than nineteen twenty two because repairing plaster is expensive and difficult." So, um,
0: well, even the wiring so. that's contained within the walls.
1: Right. Yeah. You get, yeah, I mean, we don't see too much things like knob and tube wiring or anything like that anymore, um, although I know it still exists probably in some houses because, heck, you get some people that do a little fly-by-night, like I'm going to upgrade my service on the on the sly, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden there's there's issues. Um, and, yeah, um, you know, the, the key thing there is when an underwriter asks the question, when we ask a question as an agent, we go through and to our best ability say, okay, we know that there are no issues here. But... If something happens, if there's a fire, I just had a client, I had a fairly large kitchen fire. It was determined that it was old wiring in the kitchen that just never got replaced. Probably it should have had GFCI circuit breakers. It didn't. Uh, And it wasn't necessarily the fire that caused damage. It was the smoke uh, that caused a couple hundred thousand dollars in damage to everything else in the house.
0: One one of the terms I use all the time, especially when it comes to GFCIs in older homes is uh, legal non-conforming. Right. Yeah. So... You know, I think it was 1971, 1973. They, the government started mandating in remodeling and new construction, beginning in the kitchen, I believe. Yeah. Uh, then garage and and everywhere and there's water sources outside basement, that that was all phased in. Right. But if you have a kitchen outlet from a home that was built in 1950, it does not have a GFCI. Yeah. Despite what a lot of new agents think, little PSA here. Yeah. My seller doesn't have to replace it just because the home inspector said it's not to code. Right. It, it's it legal. For- it, it was legal at the time. It was approved by the municipal inspector. It's just not now. Right. Cold, and codes change. Right. You, you've yeah. been in insurance for many years. Sure. Obviously, over time, the way of doing business. Let's face it. the the, the, the amount of catastrophic events that we've had. In just the U.S. alone yeah, <laughs> has been tremendous. Right. And, you know, and maybe I didn't pay attention when I was a younger adult. I certainly didn't as a kid. But it just seems like the last 10 years we've had these unbelievable events. And so, of course, I don't blame these insurance companies for trying to restrict, you know, what they insure.
1: Well, and, you know, there's, uh, you know, just so people aren't thinking, well, oh yeah, they're just—they're not going to pay for it. Then they you know, if you had a fire with one of those, uh, you know, outlets that wasn't, you know, up to code but it was legal, well, they're still going to pay for that loss. But then in addition, uh, every, Wisconsin, every Wisconsin homeowner's policy is required to have at least 10% of coverage, uh, 10% of the value of the home. So if we insure the home for $200,000, 10% $20,000 of coverage for what's called ordinance and law coverage. Ordinance and law coverage says if you have a fire, you have a claim, and a city ordinance, city law is going to require you to upgrade something. Well, technically speaking, that is putting you in a better position than where you were prior to the loss. You're getting GFCI outlets where you didn't have them before. You're getting, you know, uh, wider doorways for whatever reason because you know ADA compliance or something in a building because you didn't have them before. That's automatically is required in the state of Wisconsin and it's built into your policy. Some companies, though, competitive advantage will say, hey. Yeah, we'll we'll give you that 10%. That's automatically on the form. But you know what? We're actually just going to include it as part of our coverage on your home. So now you start talking about a 1922 home, and yeah, it looks beautiful on the outside, but you didn't open up the walls. You have a fire, and now you have to open up the walls and replace wiring and do different things to get it up to code. A lot of that should and can be covered by your homeowner's insurance because of that ordinance and law coverage that's built in.
0: Well, that just makes sense. I mean, you know, if you have a loss... To put it back to the original standard would be ridiculous. Right. You know? Yeah. So let's let's end the podcast by talking about what does become a very contentious issue after you already have your policy. Uh, I'm going to tell you my story. Okay. I was sitting in Pittsburgh at a Milwaukee Brewers-Pittsburgh Pirates game. I was in law enforcement at the time. I was presenting at a national conference down there. Uh, I checked into the hotel. It was the west in downtown Pittsburgh. I opened the door. There's none other than Bill Schroeder from the Milwaukee Brewers. I know Bill from my years of working for the Brewers, and he said, what are you doing here? I said, what are you doing here? And then I realized that was probably a stupid question on my part because (laughs) they had a game that night. Right. He gave me tickets to the game. I brought a bunch bunch of uh, fans, a bunch of friends, I mean. And I'm getting text messages from my rental tenants in Milwaukee right outside of Glendale. And uh, the two inches of water turned into four feet in the basement. Oof. Yeah.
1: This was 2010, you said, right? 2010. That was, yeah, that was the Remember the, the year. floods in yep. 08 yep. and 10. That was the year. Yep.
0: And um, so Sunday I decided, on, sitting in the airport waiting to come home, that I would uh, initiate my claim. So I called uh, the insurance company. I, don't, I won't mention it, but it doesn't matter. It wasn't their fault. My agent at the time, not G2 Insurance, yeah. <laughs> forgot to add... Uh, the sewer back up and the water backup coverage. coverage. Right. We worked it out, um, it still I incurred a loss, which I shouldn't have. That's not the time to figure out you know the right <laughs> coverage, right? So I'm, I'm telling you my story, right. when I was supposed to have the right coverage, yeah. honest air, but what are some, I mean, at the time you're, you're explaining these to new clients and you're telling them the, hey, just so you know, um, what's that conversation like? Well, how does that work? Because if, if, if the power goes out, If it's a sewer backup, that's all different.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, so that's one of the reasons that, uh, you know, we, my dad and I decided to form our own agency and kind of go out on our own. We're very, very, very focused on educating consumers, giving them options, giving them information because, yeah, things, things change. Things change. I mean, insurance companies aren't exactly known for being nimble, uh, but there are different things that come up that they try to constantly find new ways to help. Uh, so sewer backup, uh, yeah. In 2010, when you went down and look at our list of claims, uh, for all of our different homeowners policies, it was whatever limit of sewer backup those folks had 5,000 or $10,000. There was just companies were just writing checks for five and $10,000 because yeah, that was the maximum limit. And they had two or three feet of water in in a lot of basements. And yeah, they just went through and did that. So when we go through and, and we talk to those people, not only the first time we talk to them, to say, hey, here are all the different options we can purchase. If you want, you know, a lot of companies will say, here's a special endorsement, and it includes five or $10,000 in sewer backup. You know, and we'll say, okay, that's a starting point. But then you talk to someone and say, well, I have a home theater in my basement, or I've got, you know, uh, whatever rec room area, bar, et cetera, in my basement, and I think I need 20000 Okay, great. Well, then let's look at the cost for 20000 and let's make a good decision, make an educated decision about... How much are we willing to spend on that and is it worth it to have that coverage you know some people say well i have a you know some pump and it's never gone off in the 20 years i've lived there okay well then hey let's make an educated informed decision about how much coverage you want to buy don't you don't want to be insurance rich and and you know money poor (laughs) That doesn't necessarily help you um so going through and, and doing that but then also every single year going back to those people and saying hey uh one of the brand new endorsements that's out there right now for most companies is what's called underground sewer line coverage or service line coverage depending on the company. So that lateral sewer line that comes to your home, the the, the power supply, the water supply, etc., historically insurance companies have said we will never cover that, that it's not part of the home, it is underground, it's not our responsibility. Well then about a year or two ago, a couple companies came out and said, you know what, we're going to add an endorsement for 15 or 20 or 30 bucks a year, we will cover that service line. We'll cover all service lines. And it's gonna give you ten or fifteen thousand dollars worth of coverage. And that way if something happens, a contractor destroys it, or maybe roots grow into it or it get destroyed or something, or maybe it causes a backup of water into your basement, we will pay to repair that sewer line. So that's a new coverage that's just come out, and it's one of those things that we go through and we talk to the clients about, you know, on their renewal and saying, hey, this is an optional thing. It's only fifteen dollars a year. Do you want to do you wanna add it? And people will ask questions, will get informed, and that way they can make a good decision about it. Um,
0: what key, is not covered water related?
1: Well, that's the key. So the key is that when you're talking about sewer backup, you're talking about water that's backing up from a sump pump, or maybe through a sewer pipe, or you know, a, you know, lateral, or something like that—a pipe that is somehow pushing it back up into the basement in some way, shape, or
0: form. So you have to have a uh, you have to have cover additional coverage for that.
1: And that's an endorsement. Yeah, almost every company out there uh, says, look, if you want that coverage, you have to buy it. We have a couple of really high-end home companies that you know they just include it, but. Large majority of them say, look, if you want that coverage, you need to tell us how much coverage you want and, you know, what deductible, uh, and then we'll add it on as a special endorsement. But that is different than a flood, right? A flood is water coming in through a window, water seeping in through cracks in the floor or the walls of the basement. Um, And in order to get coverage for flood, the only place that you can buy flood is the National Flood Program, which has its own set of rules and its own policy, and generally speaking, uh, the only people that really buy flood are people who are in flood zones, and the uh, flood zones are very expensive, uh, and so there's a major problem with the whole flood, national flood program, uh, because folks like you and I that are not in a flood zone say, I don't need that. I'll just cover it with sewer backup, and I'll put twenty-five or $30,000 of coverage to cover my carpet and drywall and whatever it is in the basement. So. You know that's the that's the difference there and understanding. Once people understand that, say, okay, I can buy some of it. It's not necessarily going to cover it if you know there's water, you know, three feet high outside on my driveway and it's seeping in through my doors and windows. Okay, well, that's a national flood program. But um, and, and that's some of the stuff that we go through. And when we talk about coverage, we talk a, a little bit about exclusions uh, every time somebody buys it because. You know, things like flood, things like intentional damage or wear and tear or earthquakes or nuclear war. Um, You know, those are always going to be excluded no matter which company you go to. So then the question is just then, okay, how can we limit those exclusions to as few as possible? And is there a coverage that we can buy, like sewer backup, that's going to say, okay, at least we can mitigate the proximate cause for a lot of other problems?
0: Bottom line in all of this is... Yeah, you can call a Geico, and I'm not sure. ripping on Geico. Nope, yeah. I like their commercials. <laughs> <laughs> uh, State Farm, I'm sure they're getting a lot more business since, you know, yeah. that's pretty big name quarterbacks.:
1: they're they the big ones, yeah.
0: <laughs> but let's be honest, no matter who you choose for your insurance agent and your agency, yeah. it's like we're trying to develop lifelong relationships, so are you. right? Learning. You know, having that personal relationship with your agent that you can call when you have something that's changed right. in your insurance, uh, in your world, yep. that may affect your insurance. But more than anything, especially when you're first starting out, you've got to have those conversations. You've got to get to know your people, and, and you guys are great at that. Uh, I'm with Tom Gomont, he's the owner of G2 Insurance Services. Uh, you're located in Brookfield on Greenfield Avenue. I'm gonna give out the phone number. It's 262-784-0644. 262-784-0644 g two insurance services dot com. Of course, you can do this little thing called Google. Correct. Yep,
1: we're out there. You know there. that might
0: be a big deal that Google thing someday.
1: <laughs> Yeah, someday. I should
0: look <laughs> at that stock. <laughs> I used to invest in uh, stocks. I used to play those, and I Netflix. I used to play Netflix when it was fourteen bucks. Best Buy when it was like. 19,
1: something like that? still <laughs> well, you your, your on that one for a little while. Get your time machine out and, uh, you know, right. write, you can advise us all.
0: What is out there now? Well, um, as we wrap up the podcast, Tom, thank you so much for your time. Um, thank you. Insurance can be complex, but you guys dumb it down. And when we refer people to you, we just know that, um, that you're going to ask the right questions. You never know when you need it. It's the one thing that we pay for that we hope you never have.
1: And, and the pancakes. one thing you can't buy when you actually do need it, so.
0: That is true. Yeah. As I found out in that <laughs> Pittsburgh airport Four in 2010. Four feet of water. <laughs> I'm John Gescheidmeyer, I'm your host of Wisconsin Real Estate Today, your real estate podcast. Thanks for joining me, Tom, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again. Thanks for having me. This episode of Wisconsin Real Estate Today has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and let others know if you found this content useful. Until next time, make today your best day.